folks, this episode of the Redneck Country Podcast is brought to you by OutdoorFunctions.com. OutdoorFunctions.com is an online calendar-based system where you can go on, scroll month to month to month so that you ensure you don't miss any kind of outdoor function coming down the pipe. Anything from clinics to banquets to fundraisers to gun club events, whether it's practices or competitions, folks, they're all on there. Head on over to OutdoorFunctions.com and take a look. You can even sort by the type of event you want to look for. At this point in time, they have completely wiped their calendar due to COVID to ensure all the events that are posted there are truly happening. And therefore, folks, they need your help to rebuild it for free. Go on and hit the event submission button on the top right and be able to put your event in there to start to populate this calendar back up post-COVID so that we can all get back out and enjoy the outdoors together. So folks, spread your wings, try some outdoor events, and please be sure to check out www.outdoorfunctions.com. Hey folks, what other Redneck Country podcast you are on with Real Redneck Todd Millard, and I've got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom. Bill, are you there? Good evening, everybody. What a beautiful day. Feels like almost uh, fall temperatures. I got my sweatshirt on and my my uh, long pants here, thinking... These days are getting real close to sitting in goose goose blinds and deer deer stands. It is it is starting to turn into waterfowl season. Certainly is, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting excited. close. I was in the garage last night and I was texting it. I was watching the ball game and all of a sudden I hear the honks coming across the uh, the, the sky. I couldn't see them, but I knew that they were there. So the geese are finally starting to find the field around home here and. I got uh, permission through uh, through a friend to hunt a second field, which I don't know if there's going to be any birds in that field or not come uh, September 10th or, or thereafter. But you know what? Because <laughs> they know. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. But at least having permission doesn't hurt to be able to drive past and say, yep, birds there. Let's go for a hunt tomorrow morning or whatever it is. So. Absolutely. Dad's been driving around, locking in permission, signing forms and, and delivering pepperettes and hoodies. So we're getting, uh, we're getting our, our spots taken care of. And I am noticing some crop coming off in some areas and the one, the hot magic field has got corn in it and that, and he told us chances are that corn will be off come September. So now we are rocking and rolling. Gets a hard pump and gets gets you excited about getting up and sitting and up some decoys and getting getting going. Yeah, getting ready to rock. Your duck stamp yet? I have not. I have not. I did. Did you? You got yours? You're ready to rock? Ready to rock. It was super easy. Got it online. Went into the post office uh, and they did not have stamps yet. And I said, well, let's explore the online option and sure enough uh, i was able to print it off and they're actually going to mail me the stamp too for the collection you know and if anybody out there collects the stamps year over year then then that is still an option if you go online to get your your stamp yeah right uh, on right on your license so so they still send it to you that's kind of cool all i need to know is uh geese and time yeah absolutely the time is the crucial one but yeah we're getting pretty pumped too it uh, dad's gone around done done that permission now when that farmer telling you that that corn is going to be off before september you're like oh like i'm drooling yeah. now and bill you're gonna have to pack your bags buddy it's it's gonna be I'm, on. I'm on my way i tell you i'll be there it is it's I gonna be to on my, i talked to my brother this week too and he had made mention of the fact that he listened to our podcast last week and, and his eyes opened up to another hunting opportunity he says he says bill how come we haven't done more of this 
goose hunting and duck hunting and stuff. So yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize how fun waterfowl hunting could be. And I said, hey, I, honestly, I didn't know if he was seriously, eh? that's awesome. Yep. That's yeah, awesome. And he, he got really excited about the, uh, the prospect of doing a little bit more hunting, not just the one week rifle hunt or the bow hunt for deer, uh, waterfowl and, and, uh, uh, you know, maybe a little even more fishing. Well, who wants to do some of that from listening to our podcast. That is so awesome. Cool. See, and it's working. That's it then. That's it there. Success. Yeah. We can, we can stop now. Lock her in. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> brother hooked up to more hunting. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks folks for uh, joining us on the Redneck Country Podcast. It, uh, <laughs> no, that is so awesome. But yeah, well, tell him to pack his bags, bring them. We got seven layout by blinds and technically, typically only three of us ever, uh, ever hit them, maybe a fourth, but so come on down. Awesome. I have a traveling partner. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right on. Did you have a good week? I did. I did. It uh, actually, we have joined a second gun club because two's better than one. So we went out and, uh, and shot a little bit at the new gun club, which it's not really new. I mean, I know all the guys I shoot there often, but we now became members. And so it was kind of more of a, of a, I yeah a welcoming factor of, Hey, thanks for joining and welcome. And so it was really warm and fuzzy nice. fun. And so Sunday we, we shot and had a blast and, and it was, it was a good time. We just shot some trap and we're chirping each other while we were doing it. And so it was an all right time. So yeah, can't close complain. To, close to home. Yeah. It's only about 26 minutes from my door. So can't complain. Yeah. It's, it's, rather, it's a good show. Yeah. Rather convenient then. It's got all the same features and it traps, sporting clays, rifle range. Yeah. We're good to go. Nice, nice. So yeah, that's a good deal. So that's so good aside to from that, a, a yeah. secondary option. Yeah, but aside from that, that's that's pretty much the week. But now tonight we got something special. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't maybe. Know. Are you ready? <laughs> so uh, I'm not sure. Bill is uh, unaware of this. So I had some some. Fa- you know what? I'm not even going to say it till we get them on the phone, and then I will introduce them with them on the phone. So give me one minute. Let me make some phone calls. Pete, are you there? I'm here. All right, one second. I'm going to bring on Kevin. Hello. Kevin? Yeah. One sec, buddy. I'm going to bring you in. One sec. Pete? Hello. Kevin? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody on. Everybody's on. Okay, so Pete and Kevin meet Bill. Yeah. Bill, Pete, and Kevin. How are you guys doing tonight? We're good. 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 How are you? Oh, outstanding. Living the dream. So I haven't really informed <laughs> Bill a whole lot about this because I I, I didn't want to scare him away. <laughs> so I'm going to do a mini intro right here, and then you guys can kind of introduce who you are. But Bill, way back in the day, like we're going back, I don't want to date, date myself. I mean, but if you look at Kevin's pictures, you'll pretty much understand how long ago this possibly was. The About 20 years ago, we met yeah. at my first job out of college and became fishing buddies. And ever <laughs> since we've been kind of, we were close for a while. And then as I, I moved on to a different spot, I know Petey moved on. Kevin is moved up. And so kind of fell apart from fishing together, but due to social media, we're able to see each other. Still, everybody's still kind of fishing me, not as much as these two. And so I well, thought I seen any fish in your hands at all times. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kevin, you're breaking up there. I couldn't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> it's called a landline. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. So I yeah. thought what an awesome podcast to have because we've done uh, our buddy, Nick, 
pretty much a real redneck and done the lake thing and the walleye and the musky, but I'm watching Facebook and these guys are making me jealous. And it's always <laughs> been their focal point is like local ponds. And I thought, what is more relatable to the weekend warrior, the local people than hitting Definitely. local ponds and catching bass like crazy. And I mean, not a little bass, yeah. massive bass. <laughs> and so these guys, they, they pretty much taught me because I fished, but I fished for trout as we typically spoke. And, and, but these guys got me into fishing bass. So I thought, Oh my oh. gosh, this podcast would be perfect to bring home the, you know, local pond that anybody can go out, find a local pond, start nailing some bass. And these two are the guys that are going to help you make that happen. And so Bill, I'm bombarding you because the personalities of these two are like 10 times what I am. And so I apologize in advance, but you, I'm tasking you with the, with the keep us on track and ask yeah. the intelligent based, questions. Based on what I hear so far, I've got about five minutes before this goes off the rails. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. With it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay. So what I, what I did see, yeah, I did see just to start off is some amazing pictures. So I, I'm kind of excited to hear about some stories uh, of right. in the olden days and, and you guys yeah. have been catching some big, big fish and, I'd like to hear more about that. Yeah, well, we'll yeah. save that stories about Todd for maybe later in the podcast when we run out of time. Yeah. But up front. Yeah, the walk on water story is quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, again. I was waiting for the elephant to get up. <laughs> we'll get there, maybe. And the, the shoes to come off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, might, we might have time for that. But regardless, we I might. have this beautiful <laughs> editing function that I can do. So, Pete. You, you go first, introduce yourself. How much do you fish? What do you like to fish for? And then we'll do Kevin and then we'll go into, cause I, I know both your styles. I almost could answer the questions for you, I think, but I want to hear you tell it. And if you've changed from the last 20 years from using Uh, your, uh, if I could spoiler alert, your, your rubber lizard, but you, you take it away. Well, my name's Pete. I, I don't know if we're doing last names or not, man. You can call That's me your Pat call. Pat. Everybody knows who I Abby, am, so I don't Pat, care. You know? <laughs> um, what I like, dude, I fish, honestly. Um, I fish every day if I could. I probably get out minimum two times a week. Sometimes I'm four times a week. Um, you know, we travel a lot up to see family up, you know, Kingston, Gananoque, you know, north, you know, Tweed, Belleville area. So, there's some months I'm fishing two weeks, three weeks out of the month. There's some months I might fish, you know, three or four times. Um, COVID I've been fishing a little more. Um, you know, I'm, I'm semi-retired, you know, I'm home with my wife. Uh, she's, you know, a retired veteran and, uh, you know, I'm helping out her and the kids. I got four kids. So it's a, it's a handful. And, uh, she has, she has five kids freedom and, and, and you actually did it. We, I think we used to talk about freedom 45 for a while. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I think so. I think so. Uh, but honestly, man, I've been blessed to, to, uh, be able to make the transition hard at first, you know, um, but being home and then helping out has been awesome. Um, and I mean, it doesn't hurt. It's freed me up to do more of, you know, the things I enjoy, which I mean, fishing and motorcycles right so um you know i'm safe to say twice a week at least you know i'm out there throwing um nice uh, i 
I've, I've got back into pond fishing. I mean, since we, you know, we did that stent there, right. I got a boat, you know, I spent a lot of time on Lake Erie, yep. um, fishing, you know, I've done the St. Clair thing, uh, not in my own boat. Um, but it's probably been last, the last couple of years I've gotten back into the, uh, local pond, uh, pond fishing. Right. I mean, I think it's safe to say, you know, we've all seen a big increase, um, with traffic, you know, and the whole conservation things kind of gone, you know, what different direction, you know, I mean, you know, um, I won't dwell much on that, but, um, it's nice seeing, you know, Kevin going back to one of those old spots and just crushing fish over the last couple of weeks, man. Cause I, I've been out there offshore and it's been tough. Um, but I'm lucky with, <laughs> I know, man. I keep bringing my son's rod out there, and I'm like, "What am I doing, man?" You know. But um, yeah. I'm lucky having my little private pond. Um, you know, was it what last week I nailed that monster there? And uh, I mean, it's just it's nice seeing some big fish back in these ponds, right? So, yeah. uh, but I mean, dude, I fish for everything, man. I've been really the, the last couple of years ice fishing has kind of taken over for me. I I. I don't want to say I enjoy it more, but some days I do, if that makes sense. Ice fishing? Re- Ice fishing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Ah, it's yeah, cold. I'm up in, uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, I'll tell you, you can explore a little bit more and, and you're inside and, and hot if you want to be. And yep. I, I, I'm up on Lake Simcoe. I'm, I'm just uh, about 10 minutes, 15 minutes away from the lake up here in Barry. No way. I spent yeah. quite a bit of time there this uh, this uh, winter. A buddy of mine and I started first week of January on three inches of black, and I mean we were driving, God, from my house to his house because he's north of London. And then we take take the back highways. I mean we were six hours plus, you know, you know every Saturday driving up to Simcoe yeah, to get some fish, right? And things you have know? changed so much on Lake Simcoe with with the water access and stuff. I launch out of Guilford if I'm going to go. Yeah, that's where I go too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they've changed that that parking lot and the structure so much there. It's very difficult for for us to get out. And we've had a few, lots of times where we would just walk. We would, you don't park as yep. far up to the railroad Definitely. tracks. Even even yep. uh, you know what I'm talking about. There's a railroad tracks yep. there. Cars are parked right yep. up to. But oh yeah, just, dude, I you get snowmobile sorry. or whatever, and you just or you walk and find yourself where all the the huts are and. Yeah, yeah, we parked up in those, you know, up where the houses are and stuff, right? And then, you know, now that Ron's got that new uh, bay shop there at the marina, you know, we parked there there a couple times, you know, I mean, pay to park, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, when you're, love, 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 you know, when you're hauling a six foot sled with your hut, you know, and your augers and all that stuff, if I mean, a bit of a closer park is is nice. But I mean, we've walked, I mean, God, you know, when I'm hitting uh, Bay of, Bay of Quinney. I mean, we're walking two two miles one way. Yeah, and that's, that's know, dedication that's, right there. For sure. Yeah, bro. And I mean, honestly, it's something about working that hole, and you're working straight down, right? You're not casting, you know, fifty feet, you know, hundred feet out, you know, you you know, virtually in a three sixty radius, right in a yeah. boat. You know, you're working straight down that hole. You know, you know, playing, you know, playing with the electronics, and you know, getting that fish to you know commit, and I love it, man. Like I'm blessed. All four of my kids love fishing, right? So it's a great excuse to take the quote family out, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, I'm really I'm stoked about the winter. I can't wait, man. And I know that sounds you know terrible, right? You know, part of me hates it because I got to get my motorcycle put away, but part of me can't wait. Like I'm 
I'm getting antsy for the snow, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a it's a different type of fishing for sure. And you know what? It, Definitely. For us, it's a safety deal trying to figure out when the right time is to get yep. out of the water. Because there's been a lot of people that, that just go way too soon, and, and yep. it just makes me nervous. My son and I 100%. went out one time a couple of years ago, and we thought we had enough ice, and that, that ice shifted and cracked, and it wow. cracked right through our hut. I mean, wow. we were safe. It wasn't wasn't separating. It wasn't right, anything, right, but right. it's the the noisy ice and that crack coming through your hut yep. and the pucker factor. I gotta tell you, neither of you have sold me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of you have to be safe. You know, safe it right. We, you know, I'll walk out, spot it, take our time, and if it's not safe, it's not safe. I mean, I've. I've, I've driven and then like packed up and turned around and, you know, and loaded up the car and drove back home. I mean, it's not yeah. safety, you know, first and f- you know, foremost, I mean, it's, I mean, you know, there's no fish worth, you, you know, your life, right. You know, no. plain and simple. So, um, but man, it's fun though. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. All right, yeah. Kevin, would you like to, I'm I'm afraid to ask this one, but <laughs> <laughs> would you like to give us your, so a, a further intro to Kevin is Kevin was kind of the ringleader to get us going a eh, Pete way back in the day. Yep. Uh, true, he he true, knew true. that he's like, you live where have you ever fished yep. these ponds? Nope. Yep. We're going. And then after that, it was like lighting a fuse. So Kevin, Dude, it's it been game on. Yeah, it was, it was. So Kevin has been 20 years since I've known you, but you lay it down. Who is Kevin? How often does Kevin fish and how does Kevin like to fish? All right. So my name is Kevin and Hi, I've Kevin. Todd and Pete. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I've known Todd and Pete for 20 some years and yep. uh, we really became good friends just by going out and being silly like we were 16 year old kids and we were grown men. <laughs> well, two of us were grown men and then there was Todd. But, uh, we would go fishing and it was such a blast and it was like, such a stress reliever that we would just go out and just yeah, be man. silly and catch and catch lots of fish. Yeah. And it was just jumping ponds. And, um, I've still been doing that ever since. Like, I just love doing that. Just getting out. And I get out probably at least two, three times a week as much as I can yeah. every weekend. For sure. I've, I drop my canoe someplace and, and paddle around and catch some fish, but I fish great, like the big lakes too. Like I fish Erie and St. Clair, but I always like getting back to the pond fishing. It's yeah, just the roots of it. Oh, and, uh, and you can do it. Lots of fish. Yeah. You could do it anywhere. And when I, when you first said to me, and that's what I, I, I with the intro there, I said, you know, there was these three ponds yeah. by my place and you said, wait a minute, you live where? Well, there, have you ever fished these three ponds? And then we went, and yeah. I mean, we were slaying the largemouth. And every now and then, you'd catch oh, yeah. a good five, six pounder. Oh, easy, 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 five, six, hundred percent. And it was just yeah, that just lit the fuse. And so after that, I realized that holy crap! You know, you watch at the time; it was like the only tournaments on that you could even ever look up. It was <laughs> it was pre-internet. Not that Kevin would even know what that is, but it was. <laughs> It was pre-internet and everything, so it wasn't like you could YouTube Bassmasters, but all you knew was Bassmasters. Like, Van Dam was just coming on, and so that was the only exposure to bass fishing until this. And I was like, you mean this is in my backyard? Like, it literally is four minutes from my house, and that lit my fuse to go, how many more ponds are there? Where are all these bass? I was just going to I'm super intrigued there because it – 
there's that many ponds where you guys are that you can have that much success. Gravel pits. Well, there seems in, to be a lot of excavators so, so around. Those but. days, though, Todd, <laughs> it, that, you know, like you were saying, that was pre-internet. Yes, hundred so percent. We basically we basically heard from somebody. Like I think I yes. heard from a client about these ponds, yep. and then we started. I started trying them out, and yep. next thing you know, we were all trying them out. Yep. But now with Google Google Earth, I can kind oh, of yeah. look at things like. I can find a couple of spots and think about it, and if it's a good spot, I'll you know if it's a river or a pond or something, I'll go check it out, see if it's available for me to walk on. If it's not yep. private property, if it is, I can go talk to the person and say, "Hey, introduce myself and see if I can get permission." Sometimes they say no, a lot of times they say yes, and I've got no cool. issues. Cut you off there, but that's a good spot for the listeners. It, it, that's where you would start. If I'm yep. if I'm a new guy that doesn't know the area, your your recommendation would be to get on Google Maps and start just hitting the pavement and seeing where you can yep. where you can get in oh, access yeah. to and whatnot. Yeah, and just, much. just to check places, and then when you drive down, you'll see guys fishing. You start chit chatting. Like I was uh, at my other spot this past weekend, and there's some guy talking to me, and he starts telling me about a couple of spots that he just found, and I'm going like. Okay, keep talking. I'll listen. I'll be hitting those spots soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you forget, though, right? We also did a lot of conservation at those early spots, right? I mean, we cleaned up a lot of garbage. Oh, gee, we, yeah. we worshipped those and three we, ponds like they were yeah. our own. Oh, yeah, man. Like yeah, hundred yeah. percent, man. We we treated that like it was what it was, and that was a gift to us. I mean, for Todd and I, we we lived out there, so I mean, it was literally what Todd eight minutes, ten minute drive. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. You know, and we had the sanctuary where we could go and get lost for a couple hours a night, even after work, and yep. it was it was easy for us to bag. 24, 32. Yeah. We'd have competitions. That, you know, All right. Hours. Are you ready? In the next hour, how many can we nail? And it was like 21 to 20 when you were done. And you're like, this is insanity. But, I can't believe but, that many bass. But they, you know, they'd range from your average, you know, pounders, but up to those four, four and a half, you know, even five plus pounders, man. Nice. You were guaranteed oh, yeah. one of those big buckets yeah. every time we were there. Yep. That and that's what, bumpers. you know, that's what kept us coming back there. You know, yes, we had a great time, right? You know, we were, you know, about the shit and gigs. We, we were catching fish, acting like, you know, like uh, Kevin's got, you know, uh, school kids. It was Dude, man, like I still remember those days like it was yesterday, man. Yeah. You know, and it sure. was like, it's awesome, man. And I love that about this whole, you know, fishing, you know, or what you want to call it. But like, it's just, it's wicked, man. Like I, I'm so pumped that, you know, more and more, you know, people are getting into it, right? It's just, it's a wicked, you well, know. I mean, remember too, Pete, like you, you and I would get together every Bass opening oh, yeah, to a yeah. place that we call, we call Bass-topia. Bass-topia. <laughs> <laughs> I, we would talk, we would. We would talk to guys that would go out on, you know, at Long Point. They'd go out and they'd, they'd come back and they'd be bragging that they caught eight fish. Yep. And they'd talk yep. to Pete and I and, and they'd say, well, what did you guys catch? <laughs> well, we caught over 100. Yeah. 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 We, yeah. we broke 100 this year. We got 104. Yeah. We're going like, well, here's some pictures of the big ones we took pictures of. Yeah. Like, sure, there's a lot of ones that are small, but well, you're catching 100 fish. Yeah. In what, yeah. four, five hours? Oh, in four or five hours, like we'd get on the water at five thirty, six o'clock yep. in the morning, get off the water yep. before noon. Yeah, we've caught almost hundred fish. Yep. And, yeah, and Todd, if you thought that you had bass thumb at the <laughs> ponds that we went to before, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, we had no that after lipping a hundred. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, dude, the, the you uh, finally little... found out what bass thumb was. It only took you twenty years. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you, like you hold up, Todd looks big. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but like a slow day out there was like, what, 40, 52 fish or something? Oh, yeah. Like, we, we felt bad if we only caught 40 fish. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. what a slow day. But, 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 do you remember that one? Oh, my goodness. That one still gives me goosebumps. When you pick that thing up with both your hands. Are, we, mouth, are we still talking about fishing? All right. It, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, was almost, this was almost as big as Todd. Uh, pretty close, man. Todd back then, that fish outweighed him. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> I got nothing. Two, yeah, this fish pulled two grown men in a yep. in a crawdad, crawdad. With, with, with a battery to troll the motors, all the gear. Pulled us around this pond for about twenty five yep. minutes. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I was like, and then, I, and then it's like grumpy old men. Grumpy old man in the sea. The net's too small. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Literally, man, I reached down with both hands, and I mean, like, I got big mitts, man. And (laughs) two hands to pull that thing out of the water. Now we didn't have a scale or nothing, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that fish was 24 plus inches. Easy. Oh, easily 24 plus. Easy. Easy. Yeah, yeah. And it was. It's probably the biggest. No, I mean I've caught some big bass, but that's probably the biggest bass I've seen. Like, ha- like yeah. had my hands on, hands down, yeah, in still, all still my years. Ever, still the biggest yep. bass I've ever caught. Yep. And so, and yeah, here's just and, as and a, here's, this is a question. Sorry. Yep. These these no, ones that you're fishing, they're spring fed. Are they fed off other bodies of water? Typically, that that, that you're looking for. Mostly. You know what? Some of them are. Some of them yeah. are. Uh, some are like back farmers ponds, you know, runoff ponds. ponds. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know. Um, yeah, some are I spring mean, fed. Some are like you yep. get into the excavating and and ponds and stuff some like that. Some get a little bit but, of everything and stuff. So they'll yeah. have runoffs, but they'll get spring fed as well. But yeah, yeah they're, they're all landlocked for the most part. They're all yeah. landlocked, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 They're not yeah. they're not tributaries or coming off anything like that. They're pretty no. much all just. So the fish are that are in there are in there. And yep. there's no other fish coming in except for that they're breeding inside of that place. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 Like in that one spot, dude, where we got that monster, where you got that monster, that place has got big fish, period, man. Like oh, yeah. those perch, the crappies. I mean, we've caught in crappies on what, four, four and a half inch tube jigs? Yeah. See, like just slaughtering even them. A, even a bluegill, that bluegill that took yeah. a four inch tube. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's something in the farm water. It's something in the steroids in the farm water. I'm going to start drinking something. it. So, well, dude, I was up there. I was up there at the end of ice season, man, in February, and we were averaging ten to thirteen inch crappies every fish <laughs> through the ice. You're fishing these like, ponds yeah. in ice. Yeah, dude. I oh went out there gosh. February. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm talking good solid eight inches or more. Man, yeah. Yeah, yep. not my not my gig, but but that was a good leeway because so you mentioned four inch tubes. So I typically knew what you guys fished with twenty years ago. As as your yeah. repertoire changed, if if it has, okay, great. But yeah. but back then I know what it was. So care to care to share the secrets of 
what you use back then, what you use today, and how you evolved to get there. <laughs> Kevin, me or you first? Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I said evolved. I shouldn't. Uh, oh, you it, got... was, it was funny because <laughs> when we first started fishing the tubes and everything, that was at the ponds. Yeah. Yep. And and then Pete and I still st- uh, stayed together, and we were yep. doing every bass opening. And yep. Pete would always use these little lizards, and he'd <laughs> catch some fish, but the tubes always seemed to out fish the, the the lizards and everything and then you were you were the master on that tube you were yeah that slow skipping it under the trees letting it fall oh, down yeah. working the finesse off the bottom i was more that impact i would switch up three four five different lures you know plastics or whatnot and you were still pitching that same tube right i'm more that it's the slow yeah. It's the patience, that's the right? We caught a hundred fishes because we had two different presentations. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, and that's the one. Thing that okay, so the tube, one Kev. Thing that I, for my for myself, like I, I have changed. I I hardly use a tube now. I use it once in a while, especially if I'm going after smallies. But yeah. now I use something. It's called. I hate to say this because every time I t- I tell people, I can't even get the darn things in the stores anymore. <laughs> it's called a it's called a pit boss from Berkeley. Oh, buddy, we've been throwing those for years too, man. Oh my goodness, I, that's my favorite lure. And yeah, yeah. And then I, you know, I show people what I when I'm doing just you know kids or whatever teenagers. And next thing I know, I go to go to where I want to buy them, and yeah, we're sold out. We're sold out. I'm going like, are oh, you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. yeah. So you started throwing those the last few times we were still bass over oh, yeah. together because yeah. you got yeah, me I, on I, those. I've been using them for years now. So and I've got like I've got probably half a dozen or more various colors in my binder, right? For, you know, I don't think you can go wrong with any type of plastic. So what do you, what do how are you rigging them? Carolina, Texas, and then break it down. I I use a a number four big gap hook and I just throw weedless and weightless. But my, my fishing style, like, like even this past weekend, when I hit a pond, I hit the top water first. I hit the fish that are aggressive and that are feeding and things. So if, you know, if I'm casting here and one breaks over here, I throw over there and nine times out of 10, I catch that fish that just broke the water because they're actively feeding. Yeah. I can slow down and go deep and everything. And I see guys doing that and they're catching a couple of fish, but I'm catching like five, six fish to their one. (laughs) And, and because I'm getting the aggressive fish, but if the aggressive fish aren't going, then I slow down my presentation and I'll go closer to shore and I'll, pitch towards the bank and then if that doesn't work then i'll go really slow and then i'll slow and go into the middle and drop down something and bounce something and see if i can find the ones that are lethargic but i tend to go after the aggressive ones because i've only got a couple of hours to go out yep. there yeah makes sense and so you're throwing yeah, top water what are you throwing on my... top frogs oh yeah Froggies. well that, that pit boss i'm throwing it on top of the oh you keep that up mat. you don't let it sink you just throw it on the lily pad kind of right, thick right, mat right, stuff right on top and then drag right it across. And I, and, I, and I pop it along and it flutters along and the pike and the bass are just coming up crazy for it. Nice. And if I want to, I can let it sink, but I just let it slow flutter. And every once in a while, I'll get a fish that way too. But nine times out of 10, it's, I'm, I'm looking for the aggressive fish, the ones that are actively feeding. Yeah. And, you know, out of the ones that I catch, I tend to get a lot of bigger ones too because yeah. they're the ones that are really putting on the feed bag. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. So you use. I'm gonna stop you guys there just for a split second, so I can get a visual picture of what's going on. My 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 picture in my head of a pond that's a man-made pond is less than ten acres. 
But what I what yep. I'm hearing from you guys, you guys are out on canoes. So you're launching, you're launching the canoe. You're you're finding uh, a shallow or a wheat bed or or some lily pads on this yep. this this uh, man-made pond. And what yep. is the average size? Ten acres or less? The size of the ponds that you're you're on, or are they bigger? Ten or be big? It's probably smaller yeah. in things. Yeah, most I agree. It, it, they're mill ponds, so they're they're not big. Like that one that you and I fish, Pete. That was yep. a big pond. Like that yeah, was 100%. a big one that we used to go. Hundred percent. But, uh, but most of the ponds that I'm fishing on are probably way less than ten acres. Oh, easy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. for and, sure. And the depth of the pond would range from. Well, it has to be at least deep enough that the fish can overwinter because they're landlocked, right? Yeah, so they yeah. have to be at least 26 or so feet, 26, 30 feet, somewhere yeah. where the fish can go overwinter. Yeah. yeah. But, okay. Yeah. Just trying yeah. to, for everybody that's listening, trying to get them to, to have that mental picture in their head of, yeah. you know, I mean, going down to a, a, a pond, fishing offshore is, is is our way of pond fishing. But what you guys oh, God, do, yeah. what you're finding is 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 the the ponds that you can launch a boat or did you spend is it is it 50 50 like do you, it's do you 50 50 it's yeah. 50 50 we originally started doing the walking and we, we still do yeah yeah i still yeah. walk you know my uh my little pond here where i fish you know you know at least a couple times a week I yep. can walk that pond in in minutes if I really really wanted to hustle. It's that small, and I don't think the deepest part's 15 feet in the middle, maybe may a little uh, deeper than that. Like, we've got canoes, and we, like, my kids will go out in the canoe and, and fish the middle on the weed lines. But um, we were starting off walking, and then we just kind of oh, yeah. progressed to the uh, canoes, the crawdads, you know, to get in these – bigger you know back back ponds you know because back then kev i mean honestly we were usually the only two fishing them on bass opening until people started to show up right yeah oh yeah for sure you know, and that that's know. the thing we we like like pete was saying and todd was saying we, when we first started it was all walking around we none yeah. of us had a boat none of us had a canoe <laughs> or a kayak so we walked and we fished and we just had a great time and we would pond jump just walking shorelines yep. but as things progressed and we got information on certain ponds and some yep. some it's very little like uh shore access that the only way you can get into these places either is with a little boat with electric motor or a canoe or a kayak yeah, and true. if you can get back to the back places where people can't fish that's where you're going to catch lots of fish 100 yeah, cool. yeah. yeah yeah big time big time yeah, those small spots where nobody is around. There's enough oxygen in the water, enough feed, enough. And the fish are enough everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, and it doesn't take much. It takes like a little John nope. boat, or I mean, a canoe. But that ain't my deal. I'm not a. I'm not getting into something <laughs> that that stupid tippy. Yeah, but walk on water. I've never seen you actually in a boat. But. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I got a I got a little 12 foot John boat, and then you just go get yourself one of those uh, electric trolling motors, a marine battery. You're good to go. And and like the yeah, one I got, I went that's, and bought a that's big. What, that's what uh, Pete and I fished with at that one place. We were lucky enough that somebody would yeah. lend me that boat lend us that boat access. every year how many yeah eight eight years in a row we were there and stuff yeah big time and yeah at least at least at least eight years in a row that yeah. we did every bass opening there and we'd come back with stories and and going crazy and everything and oh, yeah. but now i i progressed over the years i bought myself a little 12 foot canoe that i can just throw on the top of the the truck and just get someplace and drop it in and i can handle it by myself and 
it's, yep, definitely. it's really easy just to get to places. Yep. It just opens things up. No, yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. My little yeah. 12, like and that's why I like my little 12 foot John boat is it small enough The two guys. We just, I don't even have a trailer. I sold the trailer, throw it in the back yeah. of the truck and away you go. Two guys can horse it out and drop it in, throw well, the little trailer motor on and away you yeah. go. Yep. Definitely. Yep. Man. And then you're not wrecking anything with gas and everything else either. You're quiet and you're easy no. going through. Yeah. And, yeah. And that it, for me, all in all honesty, I enjoy that first part of the moment or like in the morning when, there's nobody around because I'm on the water at five thirty, six o'clock. There's not even anybody around, and just being on the water by yourself, the fog coming off, and oh yeah, buddy, you, know, you start pitching and you start catching fish, and it's there's nothing like it. No man, I agree. Yeah, about work and everything else. <laughs> yeah, that's peace. That's peace yeah. right there. Oh, for okay. sure, man. So, Todd, I'm going to ask uh, the favorite experience that you had with these two. <laughs> My favorite. Don't ask them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> my so it, 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 it is the three pods like the, like we've talked about because we would hit these things so often and so I think my most like I got so many and I got pictures that every now and then when I'm like cleaning up and a picture falls off the wall downstairs or if, I'll, if they're in a box and I'll snap it and I'll fire it off like I, I think I said it to you Pete I don't know how many times I got I got one yep. but my probably my favorite is not even me fishing and it, which yeah. is, it, it's kind of wicked because it, like Kevin introduced us to these ponds that I lived right there and I didn't even know they were. And in fact, my buddy that is my deer, was my deer hunting buddy and uh, he's passed away now, it, uh, but yeah, it is what it is. A good, good friend, but his family backed onto these ponds right beside. <laughs> and I had no idea. I mean, we never even thought about fishing these ponds. And so he, when he introduced us to him, I mean, like, like we said, it was on and it was an absolute blast. And we go down and we would leapfrog each other, fishing away and yelling and screaming and, yep. and, and holding them up, you know, so that the other guy could see them and trying to take pictures and getting pictures of yep. the big hogs. And so, and having a little mini competitions like all the time, every other day. Well, come my wedding day, Kevin didn't live near us. He was probably 45 minutes away. And so come my wedding day, we, we're going to, Kevin was invited down to my wedding and everything. And so have the wedding. You have that interim where you got to do the photo op deal. And then you have the reception. Well, what does people do during that break? Well, if you're Kevin, you go fishing because you've you're close to the ponds and I'll be darned <laughs> that my, my favorite, my favorite man, my experience is at our wedding. When everybody's at the reception, Kevin comes over and gives me and my wife at that, my, my new wife at that time, my newlywed uh, gives us our wedding gift. And it is a picture of him from earlier that day <laughs> with the biggest hog out of these three ponds. And he's autographed it. <laughs> and and giving it to us and the story he had to flag a car down on the side of the road so oh, that yeah. he could take this picture cuz let's i mean we're going back when before selfies existed and so they didn't have oh, yeah. a name so there were no <laughs> cell phone cameras man yeah. well and kevin doesn't have a cell phone i don't i think exactly. today he does not have a cell phone <laughs> and he used to chirp us about that so that's my favorite was uh, all of this time we spent fishing i got when i we all worked together. And so I got married while I worked there. And so, I mean, we had this, this go down. And so it was just evident that Kevin had to go fishing on my wedding day. Cause he was in the area. You're going to drive 45 minutes. 
you're going to go friggin' fishing. So, right there, yeah. so yeah, so he did. And that was our wedding gift. It was kind of, it was kind of wicked. Awesome. So I still have that that's photo. Right. I got all our photos, bedroom? but that's my, fa- on my nightstand, my man, I say good night. I say good night to you every night before I go to bed with a little kiss and, and I roll over. I have a picture of you hanging at my house and my kids always say, who's that kid holding a fish? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At my age, I'm going to take that. It's still, I look the same to this day. <laughs> you, you do. Yeah. You haven't yeah. gained a pound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. What did oh, I do? Yeah, so Bill, sorry, that's my favorite memory. I mean, we got so many of fishing down there and pulling in hogs and stuff, but that's the one that comes to mind right off the yeah, hop. Pete, you got to let me tell the water story. Giddy up, buddy. Giddy up. Story. It's, yeah. it's actually one of mine as well. I don't that, think that we asked you guys story. to share your favorite stories. <laughs> I, I, I'm asked, well, I'm actually asked. Oh, well, I'm going to tell you a, a great story. There was, there was this young man named Todd who, who wanted to get across this area of these ponds, and he thought it was all nice and dry ground, and he started walking across it, and of course it wasn't. And he started sinking. No, 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 no. It looked completely dry. There was, and you guys were like, I'm like, I want to fish over there. Like we've never been over there. There's gotta be some bass over there. And it looked, and you're like, you can't get over there. We don't have a boat. You can't get over there. Screw that. I'm going to, you can walk across that. You can't walk across that. In my defense, it looked rock solid. Yeah, and, and in all fairness, I thought it wasn't going to sink anyway. You only weighed twenty pounds. <laughs> well, that was the other thing. I'll just run fast. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't run fast enough. He sunk up to his like shins. And did you lose? Oh, dude, he, no? was, he was deeper than that, man. And then when that smell, when that smell released. Oh because my God. The, the, geese, the geese used to nest. drive home in that nice car. <laughs> oh, God. It looked like it was just this little matted over part of the pond where the geese would sit. Literally, I mean, if you weighed, <laughs> you know, five pounds, you'd be safe, right? But yeah. anything heavier than that was going to sink right through that mat and right through that cover. And, like, and you fell into this mud that was just like quicksand. And the stench from the geese constantly nesting there and sitting there, right? That's Everything was mixed was mixed in together. So Kevin and I are about 20, 30 yards, 20 yards away watching this transpire. And oh, yeah, Todd's we're wearing... him come to, yeah. <laughs> and we're just laughing and we're crying. And, and I'm yelling and to get me the run. freak out of me. <laughs> you drove home naked. Nobody helped. I drove home naked. <laughs> <laughs> I took my clothes off and threw them in the trunk and I drove yeah. home naked. And then I was concerned that yeah. they were going to call the police that a naked dude was, I never drove well, fast. There, there, so there was some, some tidy whiteies or boxer shorts still on, but it's yeah, very yeah. funny watching you go. <laughs> oh, geez. And what color was that car you, you were driving? <laughs> it was a manly blue. <laughs> oh yeah, I was gonna say it was blue. Yeah, <laughs> a very manly oh goodness, blue. Yeah, that was a funny. Oh, but in my defense, fun, when you're fishing with these two guys, you need to put in everything you can because <laughs> we're men. 
This is a competition. We're down here to catch. If you don't catch the biggest, you better catch the most. But while you're catching the most, you want to add in that it was the biggest. So when you're looking at this overhang of these branches and man, I know there's a massive bass under those branches and a dude's backyard backed onto this spot. And he was a crusty man. He didn't own the property. He acted like he owned the property because he would yell at you. But you, he would never call the police or anybody because he knew he didn't have the right. But now I wanted to get into his backyard and fish that <laughs> that underhang. And that goose poop alley was my access to do it. And I honestly thought that it was solid enough that I could just skip right across that stuff. But you didn't think to, you know, poke it with a stick or throw a rock. It looked solid, man. I was cruising. Yeah, there was was no poking going on. Well, there was poking. It was them going, yeah, you can't get across that. Well, now I'm now I'm going to prove to you I can. I'm I'm getting across. You did start skipping though. You you did start skipping at first until you started sinking, and once you started sinking, it it was more of a mad dash for the land, man. (laughs) I were rooting you on as you were going because you almost made it ten feet, and we're standing. Yeah, at least. At least. <laughs> uh, he started sinking, and that was even funnier. I think the odor <laughs> but, is still but, locked in my nose, though. It was bad. Oh, smelling. man. That was good. That yeah. was good. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, those ponds, they, they do. They got a whole lot of memories. Now they build a house on there. Some big conglomerate yeah, bought it and built a house. And property and it's everything all else. gone now, yeah. 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 Yep. They even, just well, don't yeah. know. What I'm hearing is you guys still have plenty of opportunities, people that are out there listening just need to spend a little bit of time doing some research and talking around these spots sound coveted i mean there's really not going to be a whole lot of talk at the local water cooler about no big fish that was caught and where but people put enough research and time in doesn't matter if it's your area or or up here there's going to be some gold uh, gems found and and some fish caught well and that's it and i agree and that's why and I thought that, too, oh, sorry, like I, I, my, my big thing, too, is that people have to realize that these places are landlocked and that if you start taking fish out of them, especially in quantities or whatever, yep. it, it doesn't take long to decimate them. Like there's a couple nope. of places where, you know, we used to fish and in a couple of years after guys are going there and keeping everything out of there and stuff, it just it just shuts it right down. For sure. yep. And it yeah. takes five, six years for the ecosystem to catch back if it even can. But yeah, and that's sure. the sad thing about some of these places, like those those ponds in London, London, yep. Ontario. Like they, those yep. were great. I used to go there and catch 100%. twenty, thirty fish. Now you're lucky if you can catch two. Oh yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you don't respect it, you lose it, right? Yeah, hundred yeah. well, percent. I think exactly it. Yeah, I think that's the whole part of you know, to me, fishing and conservation goes hand in hand, right? Yep. And. I mean, like how many times, you know, Kevin, have we approached guys not being, you know, rude, you know, yeah. but, you know, and asked them like, you know, hey, like, you know, stringers of a, of a fish from like 10 inches to like, you know, four pounders and yeah. pulling them out weird. of, yeah. uh, pulling them out of our, our Bastopia, they're not the healthiest eating fish. No, 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 you know, it's everything. Yeah. yeah, no, and especially at those times of the year, it's I, warm. I mean, I, yeah. I remember, you know, Kevin pulling out money out of his wallet, you know, to hand it, hand it to the guy, saying like, "Here, man, you know, go to the store and get some fresh fish, right? Like these are, yeah. you know, not not going to be, you know, the most edible, and they get, you know, you know, they get rude, you know, and they, you know, and they brush you off and that's fine. But it's, you know, you see that over and over and over again. Right. And it's sad. I mean, you know, 
especially with today's technology. Back when we were doing it, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have like you know YouTube and all these yeah. advantages. It, right? yeah. it, it was all people sharing secrets and sharing good happy times with you and they yeah. would ask you to to respect it and you respected it Absolutely. you know now i mean god we can you know google earth or you know map you know some now take a drive see you know 20 cars park you know the side of a pond and be like hmm and yeah. you know carry on from there right it's it's you know it's tough for you know and i you know i find myself traveling more and more further you know, a way to, you know, fish. And, and, that, and that's, right. that's the other thing I would get at too, is things like, I, I love seeing like a dad with his kids fishing yep, 100%. there, right? Catch, catching a whole bunch of, even if they're just rock bass and sunfish, yep. but some places you go there and people are keeping everything, sunfish, yep. rock bass, crappy, doesn't matter yep. what it is, they're putting it in a bucket and you're going like, look, yep. are you kidding me? Yeah. And these kids come there and they can't even catch a little rock yeah. bass or a sunfish. Yeah, bluegill or nothing. Yeah, and it's crazy. They've got to they've got to put up signs and say it's all the catch and release in these places. You know, but yeah, that, it, that makes sense. And we've always done that, right? We've always caught and released, and and yep, but yep, yeah, always, yeah, always, always. Yeah. Like we only, I only keep if a fish, you know, if I'm up north, usually during ice, or if I'm you know Lake Erie walleye fishing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, and and we're there to harvest our limit feed our families and you know carry on i mean we spend i mean i can <laughs> we spend a lot of money on the love of fishing i mean let's be honest yeah, sure. i mean thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars um so i mean if i'm gonna harvest fish you know a few times a year and feed my family i do so but the but majority of the place. time that's 100 100 percent, and the majority of the time we're doing it for the pure love of catching you know, yep. the fish and we're letting them go and we're releasing them. You know, I was out there last week, week when I got that big, uh, largemouth bass and I was back there a few days to go with my older two kids fishing. And I saw a guy there and we got talking and, uh, he had said, Oh, I don't think there's fish in here. Um, but my son says he saw a big, big old bass, but I don't think there's bass here. Well, I pulled up a picture and I said, well, there is, you know, and he's like, oh, my God, like, you eat that thing out of taste. And I'm like, well, no, man, I, I let that thing go. You know, I let that thing go, right? I mean, like, it's, you know, it's funny, right? Yeah, but, and they're going to be in those landlocked ponds and stuff. They're not going to be in the in the heat of the summer no. and everything else. They're going to be wormy no. and everything. Yeah, summer, those, those, no. those farm runoffs and everything. Like, no. just, it's, it's not wise. No. But, but yeah. No, we want... We want that experience. I, well, at least I, you know, would, would love to have that experience for not just me to enjoy, but you know, everybody that goes there and they fish those those ponds or this pond or that pond to experience getting a you know twenty four inch bass. You know, you know, mine was, you know, just shy of twenty three. You know, I called it twenty two and a half. You know, but I mean that yeah. fish was almost seven pounds. You know, mid sixes to high high sixes, easy, and. Yeah. I will remember that day. I mean, I've caught some big bass and, you know, my life, but to catch, you know, you know, the size of that pond, right, Todd? Yeah. What I'm talking about? Yeah. That's a small, small, small pond. And there's some big bass in there. And it's because it's, you know, it's on private property, you know, like it sees a lot of pressure from people that are allowed to fish the property. Um, 
but there's a ton of big bait fish, big bluegills, big crappies, big feeder fish. And if it stays like this and everybody's, you know, honest and on the same page, that fish is going to hit eight pounds. It, it, you know, it might hit nine pounds, you know, and that's within driving distance for you, me and Kevin, like closer to, you know, to, uh, to, uh, Kevin. But I mean, like it's, it's right there in our backyard. And, And I mean, I love that, right? Because my, yeah. you know, my kids have got a chance to get that fish, right? right? And it's it's wicked awesome, man. Yeah. Nope, that but is. Even it, the places it, I was fishing this past weekend, it's twelve yeah. minutes from my house. Exactly, yeah. man. <laughs> See, and that's that's <laughs> what this. It, what the whole thought of this podcast was when I I've always been a hunt. Well, I always considered myself a hunter fisherman. But until, and, and we would go and, and I would show it. And that's how you guys knew I was a fish because I'd come in after trout opener and show you the brown trout that, that I caught, right? And so <laughs> I had to bring that in. So, so you, I didn't realize that I could be more successful because I focused more on hunting than fishing, but I could not yep. believe that in, again, five minutes from my house, there was yep. these massive bass that I could go yep. to anytime. And I could catch. Now, again, it wasn't like Bass Masters type fishing with spinner baits. I mean, we we watched some guys come down to those ponds and rip spinner baits and be like, "There's nothing here." And and yep, so that's the other, yeah, that's the other point is uh, soft plastic. Like uh, Kevin, you introduced me to how to rig up a, a tube jig and make it. Uh, what do you got? Weedless, right? So yep. put it on. I do that today. So put that on. Yeah. You don't really need a weight because you're in these ponds that there's not really moving water unless you're close to yep. a dam or something. But for the most part, don't need the weight. And then away you go. Any kind of soft plastic, uh, which you can buy at Walmart, Canadian Tire, your local Anywhere. local tackle shop, and five minutes from your house. And man, you are slaying some monster and it's everywhere, but people just didn't realize that. And I thought, man, having you guys on to share these experiences <laughs> and get you amped up, like, cause you guys now yeah. I want to go again. Let's go. When are you guys coming? Like, where, where are we going? When are we going? I'm game, dude. I'm game, man. Actually, I'm heading, I'm heading up North, uh, Monday to go, uh, fishing, but anytime, dude, I mean, Kevin and I are amped anytime, man. Like yeah. well, I didn't say Kevin. I'm, yeah well he wants a chance (laughs) good answer good answer no absolutely we we gotta do it i I know there's a lot more pictures of me with big fish than you with big fish (laughs) (laughs) that's because i'm i don't ask to hold other people's fish when they reel them in it's always that awkward moment when you're standing on the bank and some guy down from you reels one and kevin's running over can i hold that for you can i hold it do you mind it just one second todd can i borrow your phone i just got to take a picture Uh, that's why I love it, man. Todd, you've got a picture of me holding a fish in your house. I don't have one really of you holding. Well, no, I do. It's just so my kids can laugh at it. Well, I can't, I can't help jealousy. Like I understand when you see that photo, it may envelop you. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I love this, man. Cause we can yeah. bust each other. You know what? And it's like, it's just, it's, 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 part of the whole experience man and i mean god 20 years ago we first started doing this i mean crazy to think that we'd still be you know right here right now talking about it man you know yeah it's crazy man i love it man i love it yeah thanks for uh nice meeting you guys tonight yeah 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 you too thank you 
anytime yeah, you guys awesome. cut up Todd. And I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I get on Bill so much. I was thinking that, that, oh my gosh, Bill's probably sitting there with a big grin on his face. Todd's getting beat up and he's got no rebuttal. <laughs> anytime, man. Anytime. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. No, that was you, a good one. Appreciate it. Thank you very oh, wow, much, both man. of you. All right, man. Thanks, guys. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd. And thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week. <laughs>